0: You know, Monday Night Raw this week was one of those shows where so much happened, but yet nothing really did. Because this week's Raw was was absolutely in- insane. There was a lot of stuff that happened, but most of it is going to be forgotten in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> With that being said, welcome to the Wrestling War Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for coming in today, listening whenever you guys are. Getting a chance to listen, and we got an uh, interesting show to talk about. I <clears throat> did not watch Monday Night Raw. I uh, was out busy doing other things, so I didn't get the opportunity to watch it. But I, I did see some clips on you know, Instagram, YouTube, whatnot, and what I saw is what I'm going to be talking about. And what I saw on this Monday Night Raw... Was really one of the most, I would say, chaotic shows because you have title changes, number one contenders for, for championships that you don't would have ever thought, you know, become contenders for that title. I mean, you got so much of nothing, but so much of something. And the first thing that I want to talk about is Dude Drop. Dewdrop wins the triple threat main event for the number one contendership and the person to challenge Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. Now, it was Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Dewdrop. A lot of people thought that Dewdrop was there specifically to take the pin to protect Bianca or Liv in the matchup. That is not what happened. And I'm kind of surprised that they took that route. I mean, I love dewdrop I, I I loved her as Piper Niven. Thought she was fantastic. She's a great wrestler when given the opportunity to show her full skills out in the ring. But I mean, since since moving to the main roster, she hasn't necessarily gotten that same type of attraction that she s- sort of would have got back if she was in, uh, you know, ICW or NXT UK. You know, she was really taken as you know a pretty big deal because she was one of you know the United Kingdom's top superstars within women. And seeing her on the main roster, I'm I'm really happy that she's getting the opportunity to face Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. And I think it's a great uh, step forward and to you know sort of rebuilding the women's division instead of like the always. Same challengers, same people, just constantly in the title picture. I think seeing Doudrop versus Becky Lynch is going to be somewhat of a refresher. Now, whatever happens from uh, now until then is whatever WWE decides to to do with it. But at the moment, I'm I'm pretty sure it's obvious that Becky Lynch may retain the championship. I mean, some people are like uh, sort of sticking with the kayfabe thing on how is Doudrop gonna lose to becky lynch or how is becky lynch gonna defeat dewdrop all that you know it's all that behind the scenes stuff whatever they come up with but for this specific match for this specific moment i think it benefits dewdrop a lot i know some people aren't gonna give her the credibility that she deserves especially if they did not watch her when she was over in the united kingdom they're just going to see her as a person that came in on Monday Night Raw as Eva Marie's sort of servant, had that WrestleMania, br- not, not not WrestleMania, had that uh, SummerSlam breakout moment where she sort of just turned on Eva Marie. That whole thing just ended. They had a couple matches. And then she's just kind of been floundering around the cart, having a feud with Bianca Belair turned heel during that feud, which I, I think is a pretty decent idea to have her as a heel I don't think it works with the whole name. I would much rather prefer her be Piper Niven. I mean, Doodrop just sounds like an awful name. Sounds like a name you wouldn't want to take serious. And you know, knowing Vince McMahon, he probably thinks it's the funniest shit in the world. That's him, it's not me. But, you know, right now seeing Deodrop as the number one contender and this match happening at a major four pay per view. It's a big step forward for the women. It's a big step forward for Doudrop. And I am interested in seeing what we are going to get in the women's Royal Rumble match itself. Now that I'm pretty sure Bianca and Liv Morgan are basically confirmed for it. Now would I have wanted Dewdrop to win the match? She wasn't my first option. She was my second option, but she wasn't my first option. I believe that Liv Morgan who she pinned uh should have got that victory but storyline implications were in play here and you know Liv Morgan didn't lose clean which was nice to know that they're kind of keeping Liv Morgan still as this person that can still do it she she can still you know chase the championship and you know, having her take this loss here, but with the distraction and the attack of Becky Lynch during the matchup, it kind of continues to build on to their rivalry and, you know, screwing out Bianca Belair as well. Sort of leading on the whole thing that happened at SummerSlam with, with Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, where Becky Lynch defeated her in 26 seconds for the championship. Um, other than that, you know, the matchup was, from what I've seen, solid. Not like a true go home main event type thing, but you know, it's it's nice seeing that the women are finally getting some build. Because it feels like when you look at the women's division, only two three names really stick out to be, you know, taken seriously, which are of course Becky Lynch, Charlotte and Sasha Banks. And I feel like that's how it's been for quite a while now. And now seeing people like Dujap, like like Bianca Belair, like Liv Morgan, get these opportunities in these main event matches on Monday Night Raw really gives me hope that maybe they are actually trying to rebuild this this entire women's revolution thing that they literally had took place at least three years ago. You look at the women three years ago, the whole evolution pay-per-view, You know, that feels like a lifetime from now. It feels like a a total lifetime from now. It feels like it was sort of like a blimp in the memory of some people seeing how much the women actually evolved uh, to the point where they made it into WrestleMania, like the first and probably only full one-night WrestleMania women made it. And now seeing them go from that to whatever they're doing now, which isn't horrible, but definitely miles away from what they were doing from, you know, 2016 to to, to 2018, 2019. What I want to see from this matchup with Dewdrop and Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble is I want to see a breakout performance from Dewdrop. I think that the match should go longer than 5 minutes, longer than 10 minutes. Give me a 15 to 16-minute match. Because if you give Drop the chance to go out there and put on a performance, she can put on the performance. And here's one thing that I don't like about the wrestling community. They bash and weight shame people so much. You know, it, it really gets to a point to where these are... People, you know, they might be on-screen characters to you, but these people, they have feelings. You know, they they live a life just like you. They have the same brains as y'all. I mean, we have the same emotional, you know, uh, sig- signals in, in in our brain. To where, you know, sometimes these things that wrestling fans can say is just utter insanity. It's really no other way for me of putting it. It's just, it's really insanity. And you guys are fucking crazy. Fucking crazy when it comes to body shaming, weight shaming people. I mean, grow up. Grow up. Just because she's a heavy set wrestler doesn't mean she sucks. Just because she's a heavy set wrestler doesn't make her a joke. She is a damn credible wrestler, and if she gets the opportunity to go out there and show it, I bet she'll prove all of you guys wrong. So yeah, congratulations to job. I'm happy, and I can't wait to see the match against Becky Lynch. Next up on the list is tag titles. The Raw tag titles, they changed hands, and uh, I gotta tell you, man. I'm so happy so happy that the WWE did this we have brand new raw tag team champions Chad Gable and Otis Alpha Academy defeated RK bro what a moment what a just what a performance by these guys I mean you went from having Otis and Chad Gable just being somewhat of these lower mid-card kind of guys being featured on backstage segments not winning many matches on TV they get that big heel turn and they go full swing they go right at the masses and they put on some of the best character work of their careers the entire Alpha Academy thing is genuinely one of the best things that are going on in WWE right now when it comes within the tag team division outside of RK-Bro. And with RK-Bro no longer being champions, we're obviously going to see the implosion of RK-Bro sometime soon, which is going to suck. Yeah, because, I mean, these guys have been a tag team for over a year now. We kind of learned to love them, and it's really going to hurt when one of them turns on each other, but... That's what wrestling is, and I know that the payoff match for all of this is going to be match of the night worthy, potentially match of the year worthy, and it really sets up an interesting thing here because the Royal Rumble is coming up soon, and you have somebody like Riddle and Randy Orton that are pretty much most likely going to be in the Royal Rumble match now that they are no longer tag team champions. Where does that dynamic end up within the match? Does one of them turn on each other within the match? Or does it happen before? Or does it happen after? Because we know what's going to happen sometime soon. They're no longer the champions. The road to WrestleMania is in full swing. Royal Rumble is three weeks away. We're going to get some... Some things that are going to lead further into into the road and into the build... We have Elimination Chamber. I think we also have Fastlane. So there's like two B-show pay-per-views left until WrestleMania, which we got to get through. And uh, Royal Rumble, for one, being probably one of the biggest shows in WWE yearly. Probably one of my favorite shows in WWE yearly. We're going to get the Royal Rumble match. And now it's like, does does Riddle have a valid chance to win the Royal Rumble match now? Or does Randy Orton get the win in his hometown? Because they are in St. Louis. Kind of gets a little iffy there. Maybe they're going to be the people to go on WrestleMania. Maybe they're going to f- challenge for a championship. Now that RK Bro don't have the titles, there's a lot of possibilities on that side. Pushing over to Alpha Academy side, I don't want their reign to be short. Okay, these guys worked way too, way too much to get, what, a couple of week rain. I know a lot of people don't like the decision. I know some people are not fans of Alpha Academy. I know some of them are already calling for the Street Profits to beat them, which could possibly happen. I could see them dropping the titles at like the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Even though I don't want them to, it's still a possibility. But I'm excited to see the new direction for the tag team division. I think what the WWE should do is unify the tag titles. Have only one tag team championship because the the tag team division is way too thin to keep on with these two titles. I mean, there's about nine total teams on the main roster. NXT alone has nine teams. Both Raw and SmackDown combined have nine teams. They're about to have eight Once RK-Bro gets out of the mix. What do you do in that scenario? What do you do do in that situation where you're basically only having four tag teams on each shows, initially? It pretty much makes us have more of these rematches, like what we're seeing on SmackDown with The New Day and The Usos, constant rematches, because there's not much competition on there. The only other tag teams behind them are the Viking Raiders. And Los Letharios; those are the only teams that I see have credibility to going after the title. Baron Corbin and Mad Moss—are they really a tag team? I'm not sure if they're a legit tag team that can go after the titles, but they're somewhat of a, a of an alliance. <clears throat> so whatever you do there, you know I don't—I—it's I, not my decisions on what to do with the with the tag titles. But for me personally, I think that. Unifying them. Getting one championship. Just ending the brand split. It's a great idea to me. It's a great idea. Hopefully the company does go in that direction. Because the two brand thing is just not necessarily working. But that's for another time. It's for another time. Another podcast. Another talk. Right now we're talking about Monday Night Raw and what the hell happened on Monday Night Raw. After this match, I don't think there was anything... Worth noting about Monday Night Raw, other than the fact that we did get Grayson Waller on Monday Night Raw again, and I completely forgot that AJ Styles was facing Grayson Waller on NXT this week. It's kind of crazy how that happens. How you know you you just get so caught up in all this wrestling stuff to where sometimes you just forget things are about to happen. Um, so. The whole rivalry with Grayson Waller and AJ Styles, it's not memorable to me. I mean, obviously not everything needs to be memorable, but this is supposed to be the breakout moment of Grayson Waller's career. And when you see Grayson Waller, some people are going to see him as a mid-card guy. Some people are going to see him as a main event guy, and some people are just going to see him as a absolutely nothing kind of guy and that is where the company needs to figure out what is he going to be because if he loses to AJ Styles will that take some momentum away from him if he defeats AJ Styles where the hell does that even lead how do you book that if he does defeat AJ Styles um so yeah, I feel like the company keeps booking themselves into a corner when it comes to their decisions, but all I know is that Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles on NXT should be a good match. Should be a good match. I mean, it's obviously not going to be like a five-star classic, but it's going to be solid for you know a weekly show, for a weekly main event, and uh, I'm excited to watch it. Other than that, you know, Monday Night Raw was just not really there. Obviously, like I said, I I didn't watch it, so I don't really know what went down. I'm mostly doing the podcast because I'm sort of obligated to do a podcast at this point. But, you know, with Monday Night Raw and uh, SmackDown Live having these these really small rosters now that they, they, they do pretty much fired half of their roster that they had the previous years which made the brand split work I'm going to be talking about the brand split just for a little bit because it really it, it bothers me for some reason it just bothers me that the company is hinting at a title unification match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns do we get the title unification match? What happens once we get that match? It's going to be one championship for both shows. Ultimately, what should be the, the deciding factor of ending the brand split. But you still have those brand exclusive women's titles and tag team titles. What do you do for those? Charlotte Flair, she's in the Royal Rumble match. And I know some people are not going to like this, what I'm about to say. But if they want to go complete, rebuild, in the brand split, WrestleMania is going to be like the big farewell to this era of wrestling that we're in right now. Have her win the Royal Rumble. Have her challenge for the Raw Women's Championship and a winner-take-all. Then unify the belts. Another thing, you want to have the uh, SmackDown and the Raw Tag Team Championships unify? Have them be in a ladder match, maybe a triple threat ladder match, or You know, whatever you want to do to unify those titles, you know, really make WrestleMania the grand finale. Like, this is a step into the new generation while pretty much putting to rest what we had the last, I don't know, since 2016. So 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, about six years, five years. So what they're doing right now is really hinting towards, okay, let's just combine the rosters which isn't a bad idea like I said I I like the concept of it I think the concept of it is really not necessarily refreshing but it's something that we haven't seen in a long time you look back at when we didn't have a brand split which was the years maybe 2012 2013 2014 2015 and then the the first half of 2016. You look back at those times, I mean, there was some pretty entertaining stuff that was going on within Raw and SmackDown at the time. Some people are going to say that SmackDown maybe was sort of that Raw recap show and it sort of really just uh, didn't have it, its, it's own aurora there. It was more just Raw replays and Raw rematches. And there was really no point in watching it. But then you look at the smackdown back in like 2012 where you had somewhat of brand exclusive guys you sort of had the intercontinental title on smackdown for a little bit by itself you still had the u.s title on raw mostly i feel like the company can do that by keeping the mid-card championships on separate brands that way you can have a mixture of you know Some of these guys on SmackDown could go after one title. And then the rest of the guys on Monday Night Raw can go after this title. We're going to most likely get one world championship if we do get the matchup between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania like a lot of people are anticipating. But the thing that people are forgetting is the Royal Rumble match. Where the hell does the Royal Rumble winner stand in all this? Are they going to make it a triple threat? Or... Is Brock or Roman going to lose their title at the Royal Rumble? Are we going to see the end of Roman Reigns' run as Universal Champion? Is is Seth Rollins going to be the guy to take the title off of Roman? Is Bobby Lashley going to defeat Brock Lesnar in his first title defense? There's a lot of things that you can be asking leading into the Royal Rumble. I feel like this year's Rumble is going to be... A pretty historic one. And not just for the fact that we're getting this forbidden door thing that's happening. I'll get to that in a second. But just for the sheer matchups by itself. You already have both men and women's Royal Rumbles, and the women's Royal Rumble is absolutely stacked. Okay, we have, like I said in the last podcast, Alita. You know, we have Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Mickey James. You know all these legends returning for the match which it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a really fun match and I'm excited to see it hopefully we get some returns like Bailey Lacey Evans maybe we get those types of returns into the mix and uh, you know I would not be mad if we see an NXT call-up like Dakota Kai Raquel Gonzalez I feel like those would be good additions and overall the Royal Rumble matches themselves are looking to be pretty interesting Especially for the men's, like I said, I'll get to that in a second. But the Royal Rumble is shaping up to be a pretty solid pay-per-view, a great like start to WrestleMania season. Cause I know a lot of people they get they get this anticipation, this build-up for the Royal Rumble matches and and for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, thinking that this is going to be a night that's really worth watching. You know, you get these. The next contender for the World Championship, main event matches are scheduled for Wrestlemania. You get these month-long feuds, build-ups, and it's just a fun time. Wrestlemania season is a really fun time. It, it, it really is. Now, there's one thing that I do want to talk about, and that is some rumors going around. as PW Insider, and I, I believe it's uh, some Fightful is also reporting this is the WWE are planning some sort of forbidden door unexpected surprise entrance for the men's Royal Rumble now there's some people that you can think right off the bat that could be that surprise entrance in the forbidden door one of them that really comes to mind is Chris Jericho and me having Chris Jericho in my top three wrestlers of all time I would absolutely love that I don't care how much I see Chris Jericho I see Chris Jericho on AEW sure he's awesome I see Chris Jericho on WWE even better I get to see him on another product but then you have these sort of question marks are they going to go for that Impact Wrestling World Champion Moose is he going to show up is he going to be the surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble are we going to get Kenny Omega? John Moxley who's it gonna be that's a question that we are may or may not gonna get answered when it comes Royal Rumble time all we know right now is it's pretty much a confirmed rumor that you know the company has confirmed interest in it but nothing has came to fruition on it actually happening and if it does or doesn't happen it's uh it should be really, I mean, what do you guys think about this? Some people think that, you know, if WWE goes through that forbidden door, that it, it, it's pretty much dead now. The company's dead. The company's in the water. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of companies, AEW has done it, Impact has done it, Mexico, AAA's done it, New Japan's done it, NWA's done it, why not the WWE? WWE? Just because they're the billion dollar company? I mean, if they do really want to have in on the fun, which they already kind of are with the knockouts champion, Mickey James, appearing at the Royal Rumble in the women's Royal Rumble match, she has a legitimate shot at main eventing WrestleMania. And if she does win that matchup, oh God, the wrestling world is going to spark in fury. There's a lot of uh interest and intrigue going into this year's Rumble and I don't think I've had this much excitement for a Royal Rumble pay-per-view by itself in quite a long time because the matches are phenomenal that are already confirmed. You know, we have the two world title matches that can pretty much sell out the arena or sell out the stadium that they're in. Then you have the, the, the big marquee matches, which are the matches that, even if you're a casual wrestling fan, you know what the Rumble is. You know that there are 30 people in that ring vying for one opportunity. And that one opportunity is the main event of WrestleMania. the question is, who is going to be that person to go into the main event of WrestleMania? It has a bit of intrigue, interest... And it can be really, really agonizing trying to figure out what the hell is going to happen. Who do you guys think is going to uh, show up through this forbidden door? And I have my fingers up in quotation marks. Who's going to show up in this quote, forbidden door? We already have Mickey James coming to the WWE. Do you think for the, for the Men's Royal Rumble, we're going to get a former WWE superstar as well? If that's the case, Chris Jericho and John Moxley are two of the guys that I believe will make the biggest impact. Because these are two of the biggest guys in AEW. And we heard that the WWE was in talks with AEW for documentaries for wrestlers that were in the company. So maybe that sort of sparks something within WWE saying, hey, let's sort of work something out to have your guys that we know come into our matchup in our world for this, for this spectacle. You know, a lot of wrestling fans want this. It'll benefit both companies. It'll get a lot of buzz. And this is really sort of breaking the barriers. This, this is groundbreaking stuff. When it comes to WWE. Because you have never seen this. From the WWE before. This is like the first time ever. That they're actually acknowledging. And interacting. With. Companies that are not them. And it's pretty cool to see. I hope it doesn't die out. You know. Impact Wrestling. And Ring of Honor. They sort of have their thing going on. AEW sort of had their thing happening with Impact Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling was with AEW for a little bit. I mean, you have AAA and AEW and their sort of partnership that they got going on. And then you got WWE all by themselves. Maybe they got tired of sitting in the background. Maybe they got tired of, you know, being this big monopoly, this big juggernaut. Maybe they just want to be, you know, a wrestling company. But this is all just speculation for me. Obviously, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Obviously, I don't know if these reports being reported by Fightful and PW Insider are correct. All that I know is that we are in for a treat. And hopefully, 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 that treat is something that's going to be lodged in our memories forever. 2022 in professional wrestling. It should be a groundbreaking, historic year. Because we already have what may be one of the most groundbreaking things in WWE history happening right now. With somebody from a different promotion, holding a different promotions championship, entering a match within the WWE. E, and only Mickey James, right? It just had to be Mickey James, Mickey fucking James. She is really a goat for this. Impact Scott Demore Booker of the Year. Okay, I'm just gonna get that right out of the way. Scott Demore, I love you. You're one of the best. You're you're great. I love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for, you know, you and WWE talking, allowing this. Thank you Anthem. If you guys even still run Impact. Thank you to the people that are with the Ring of Honor shit going down in impact. I love that. Bring back Lethal, Lethal Lockdown, please. I'm begging you. Scott DeMore, do something with Lethal Lockdown. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's, wrestling is. It's fun again. At least for me personally. It's fun again. I like doing these things. I mean,. I like talking to you guys. I like giving my thoughts. I like just enjoying and just sitting here chilling, talking about wrestling because it's not something that I had done in a pretty long time. I mean, obviously I have this whole YouTube channel and I have this whole Instagram page, but just to sit here, be myself, interact with, you know, my hardcore audience. It's really, it's really cool. One thing before I get off here, and I know this is a really short podcast, probably the shortest that I've ever done, just under 40 minutes. Um, I just want to say that I am officially starting up this YouTube channel. Um, so make sure you guys go and show some support on there. I've already uploaded about two videos on there. One of them was a pre recorded segment from my podcast on the Hard to Kill review, another one is me reviewing the Alpha Academy. And, uh, you know, the whole RK Bro thing that happened tonight. I am wanting to do a lot more content when it comes to that. I really want to get into, you know, doing wrestling, gaming videos, maybe some reaction videos, top 10 lists, stuff like that. So just let me know what you guys want. I'll give it to you because I'm all about the people. Without you guys, I'm not here. Without you guys, I don't have the motivation. So, y'all are the real MVPs here. I'm just the guy sitting out the content for y'all. And sort of trying to keep this legacy going on and hopefully one day it'll pay off in the future. But for right now, I'm just having a good time being a wrestling fan. You know, something that I love watching, something that I love since I was 4 years old. You know, it's just nice to know that we have an audience. Know that we have people that are watching our every move. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening to this week's this this episode i mean this week's episode we we normally do multiple episodes a week rather if i you know it's really if i feel like doing them or feel like talking we have multiple episodes a week so let me rephrase that thank you all for listening to this brand new episode of the wrestle work podcast it means so much We're growing faster and faster by the day, thanks to all of y'all. Like I said about that YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe to that. It is at WrestleWarp on YouTube. You guys should probably find it. It has pretty much the same logo and everything. Um, So yeah, make sure you guys do that. Uh, Leave a like on this podcast, subscribe, download it, uh, follow, share it to your friends, your family, your moms, your dads, your sisters, your uncles, your cousins, your dogs. And, like I said, man, thank you guys for everything. Hope to see you on the next one. Take it easy, everybody.